Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. So three guys who work in the 102nd floor of the Empire State Building show up to work one day, only to find out that the elevator is out of order. So with no other choice, they take the stairs to get to their office. But in order to pass the time, they decide to entertain themselves while they walk those 102 flights of stairs. So for each floor they climb, they take turns. One guy sings a song, the second guy tells a joke, and the third guy tells a sad story just to remind them that this isn't all fun and games after all. So at last, at the hundredth story, the first man sings his last song. At the hundred and first story, the second man tells his last joke. And at the hundred and second story, the third man tells his sad story. Uh, guys, I forgot the key in my car. <laughs> well, it's one thing to show up to work. It's another thing to remember the key. The same thing is true with our faith. Now, it's one thing to call yourself a Christian. It's another thing to remember how you are one. This is especially true when we think about God's commandments. It's easy to think that we understand them, but it's also easy to get it wrong. Case in point, today we're thinking about the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And we think we know what that means. Most of us generally summarize the third commandment this way. Remember to go to church. And while that's an important part of the third commandment, it's kind of like showing up to work but forgetting the key. A better way to summarize the third commandment is this. Remember to receive God's gifts. Back in Moses' day, God was calling the Israelites to remember God's rescue. For at one point in time, they were slaves in Egypt. In that land, there was no such thing as a 40-hour work week or the weekend. Every day was a Monday, and there was no end in sight. But God rescued them, freed them from Egypt, brought them through the Red Sea, fed them in the wilderness and now gave them the gift of rest, the Sabbath. But over time, people downplayed the rescue part and focused too much on the rest part. In the Gospel reading, you hear about the Pharisees, a group of Jews in Jesus' day who stressed the importance of obedience to God's laws in such a way that they ended up forgetting the key. See, the problem of focusing only on the Sabbath rest and downplaying God's rescue is you start focusing on people and not God. God stops being the Lord of the Sabbath, and instead, we, the people, are. The Pharisees, you see, they had their list of rules and regulations of what counted as work on the Sabbath, so you could know whether you were being obedient or not. They ended up thinking their obedience was what made them holy in God's sight, but they completely missed the point. 
We don't make ourselves holy by what we do. Only God makes us holy through his rescue and his promises of forgiveness. And I know we can laugh at how misguided the Pharisees were in their day. Thank goodness we're not so legalistic about remembering the Sabbath. But we too sometimes act as though we were the true lords of the Sabbath. After all, who doesn't treat Sunday as a free day? You won't get fired from your job if you use Sunday as a day to sleep in, a day to travel, a day to catch up on your to-do list. Now this attitude may look a lot different from the Pharisees, but it still comes from the same place. You have your own to-do list. You have your own priorities. You think you know what is most important for you. By thinking like this, by doing this, we make ourselves lords of the Sabbath. We decide what it is we really should be doing. And rather than cultivating our relationship with God, we push our own priorities to the top of the list. But we aren't the lords of the Sabbath. Jesus tells us that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. And he tells us the Sabbath was made for us. That is, for our benefit. See, the Sabbath isn't about rule-keeping. It's about grace. It is God's gift to us. And it's about holiness and life. It's about our hearts and our relationship with God and with one another. See, God doesn't need you in church every Sunday. But he knows you need that. God doesn't need your prayers. But he knows you need them. God doesn't need your worship. But he knows you need that. God did not create you because he lacked something. He created you because he wanted to give you his gifts. And the Sabbath is one of those gifts. The key to the third commandment is to remember to receive God's gifts where he promises to give them. We don't come to church just for the sake of obedience. We come to church because this is where we receive God's gifts. By remembering the Sabbath, by coming to church, by hearing God's word and receiving his gifts of forgiveness, grace, and life, you have that chance to take that long to-do list you've been working on and just let it go. Just as the Israelites remember God's great rescue in the Exodus on every Sabbath, so too we remember and receive the benefits of Jesus' even greater Easter rescue for us. On this day, Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, has a gift for you. In place of your to-do list, he gives you his it-is-done list. While we, as a people, all struggle with sin, doubts, obedience, you name it, Jesus gives us that holiness that we yearn for but cannot attain. 
He washes us clean with his blood shed on the cross for us. He gives us his body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins in his holy meal. Remembering the Sabbath isn't about how we must come to church in order to be good Christians. It's about how we're all sinners who need the very gifts God promises to give us in his word and sacraments. See, God did not free his people from Egypt in order to be his slaves. He freed them in order that they could be his children. Remembering the Sabbath, like all of the Ten Commandments, is not about winning over God's heart by our obedience. He's already given everything for us. But rather, this is the key. The commandments reveal God's love for you. See, God knows you're weary. He knows you're beat up. He knows you're scared. He has given you this day so that you might be refreshed, renewed, and reassured. You are not holy, but God, by sending his Son to die for you, has made you holy. See, we are those frail jars of clay that Paul talked about in the epistle reading. Yet God chooses us to be his own, and he gives us his Holy Spirit his gifts, so that we might know that, that even though we often forget things, whether our keys, our passwords, or <laughs> even our kids' names, that God doesn't forget us. Instead, he calls us by name to come into his house to rest and to receive his good and gracious gifts. Amen.